and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and this week we plunge into the icy tundra to track down our missing dog who's deeply embroiled in an undercover sting operation against hardened criminals. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature film in Box Office Report. So last week we released the... Uh, criminal mother-son road trip across America mm. uh, prison break Robert Redford film yep. called Tequila Sunset? No, no November, November Sunset. Sunset. Tequila Sunrise was another film we oh, right. made. This uh, is not loosely based on that? No, no, no. no, uh, no. So November November Sunset, how did yes. that go this week? Uh, directed by Robert Redford, as you, as you mentioned. Um, this film exceeded every single possible expectation that we had. It is possibly the most... Uh, the most successful film we've ever ever released. So it, it, it's absolutely blowing up around the world. Um, the the returns on our investment are astronomical. Very slight problem though. Right. As soon as people heard that Robert Redford was involved and the Oscar buzz started happening when the sort of news of this script and the cast were getting out there, the door burst open and every single person that wanted to get on board as a producer came in through the building. Right. The problem. So. Basically, what's happened is everyone knows that this film is going to do well and they just want to get their name on as a producer credit. Um, so Robert Redford, in his infinite glory, just opened the doors to our studio, physically opened the doors, and we have got producers everywhere now. They are all over the place. Are they all the ones that are walking around the corridors and yeah, stuff? Oh. They're, they're, they're everywhere. It's it, it's like sand. You know when you go to the beach and you know you it just you, gets you brush off the yeah you brush it all off. You but think you've got it all. You've, it's still there. And more shows up. So we're this just is it. This is what's happening. by producers. I'm opening doors and there's producers in there. I'm call, I'm going into the bathroom. It's just full of producers. I'm like leaving for my car and somehow open the boot. Another two producers. The, in the there. only way they're everywhere apparently to get rid of them is to kill the executive producer. Oh, okay. Because they're the one the, who the sustains lead, the hive. The lead. Isn't that us? I thought we were the executive producers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, we're probably going to have to track down. There must be another lead. That's right. It can't be us. The credits are going to run forever if this. I know. they well, all get billing. That's the thing. And, you know, now we've just got a studio full of bloody executive producers and producers that we can't do anything about. So, yeah, kind of, uh, you know... Films done astronomically well, but we've got a studio full of producers. We we'll have to capitalize on the resource. I say resource. Are producers really a resource, or are they a I drain on resources? I, I don't, don't know. know. I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. That's all right. All right, on to this week in trailers. And first film for you today is Cold Pursuit, starring Liam Neeson, Laura Dern, Emmy Rosen, and directed by Hans Peter Molland. I'm no speech giver. I'm just a regular guy who keeps a stretch of civilization open. But I really am honored to be named Citizen of the Year. Mr. Coxman? Yeah. It's about your son. He's dead. Tell me what happened. You got mixed up with some drug dealer. And then he went Viking. Who's Viking? Viking's a whole different breed. Do you know what a bully is? I gave you Lord of the Flies. All the answers are in that book. I'm gonna kill these guys. Really? What makes you think you can kill a man? I read it. A crime novel. Three 
of Viking dealers have disappeared. So this one seems a bit of a mashup between Fargo and Taken. Yeah. Um, it's got a bit of the the. Have you ever seen a film called Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges? It's mm. got this sort of like very even Coen Brothers again. They did yeah, Fargo, yeah. so it's got yeah. a very, very sort of a quit whippy kind of feel to it. There's a soundtrack in the background which is kind of. Uh, against it's a bit more happy and poppy than the fact that Liam Neese is going yeah. around killing a whole yeah. bunch of yeah. criminals in this uh, yeah. snow uh, wasteland. It kind of bucks the trend a little bit of using Liam Neeson as this hard-ass action man and kind of casts him more as... Uh, so uh, the story of this film is that his son has been killed or his son is is dead. Um, Due to the fact he was embroiled in some sort of criminal exactly, drug dealing. this big, huge criminal syndicate. And so, as a result, he goes out and seeks revenge, but not in a way that's sort of like he knows what he's doing. Uh, no. pa- halfway through the uh, the trailer, he's like, I read a crime novel, so therefore I'm going to be able to do all of See, this stuff. He said that. I, I still thought they were going to reveal a twist that he did have a particular set of skills. Yeah. That he had a secret life of killing people before this that he no, didn't tell anyone no. about. But, I'm but of, it seems like he's just like a mailman delivery he's just, driver. He's an ordinary guy, yeah. And I kind of like that about this. Like, it's sort of just, again, it bucks the trend of, like, casting... Uh, Liam Neeson in these kind of films so it just makes it a little bit more yeah, a little bit more depth than We the- watched a trailer a couple of months ago where Jennifer Garner yes. her, her son is killed um, by yeah. accident in a playground by criminals and she spends the next five years training to be the elite warrior and yeah. then takes down the crime syndicate yep. it very much feels like this film except the Jennifer Garner one take, took itself way too serious very seriously and this yeah. one takes itself uh, significantly less seriously a little seriously. bit tongue in cheek yeah. this one uh, and yeah it looks kind of fun it's got that set, yeah sort of set in a sort of snowy kind of area as well so you do get exactly you think Fargo like the, the cops there Fargo, are, yeah. are wearing the you know the, the flappy woolly hats. flappy yeah. police hats <laughs> with the yeah. <laughs> and yeah looks like it could be a little bit of fun yeah, it's, it is kind of a little bit more violent as well. Like, you yeah. see, some of the ways in which he goes about killing people is, like, wrapping them up in fishing wire and yeah. hanging them off signs to slowly freeze to death overnight. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's he, pretty... he, he chokes someone. He's like, ah, oh, I killed you. And then they start gasping as well. He's like, oh, I've got to go back and finish <laughs> off the choking. Um, it's a very cavalier, yeah. like, attitude towards death. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean... Comedy is now his particular <laughs> set of skills. So. <laughs> Uh, see that later next year, actually. All right. Second film for this week's episode is A Dog's Way Home, starring Ashley Judd, Edward James Olmos, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and directed by Charles Martin Smith. There's one thing I know about the world. It's not the little things that matter. It's the tiny things. Do you want a tiny piece of cheese? Yes, yes! Cheese is my life! My name is Bella, and this is how I met Lucas. (laughs) She does seem to really like you. Maybe that's a sign her home's supposed to be with me. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom! We played ball, and we played Don't You Shoes. Bella, Don't You Shoes. That one was his favorite. (laughs) Over the years, we did everything together. (laughs) Good girl. We chased squirrels. (laughs) We went to work. We even played a game called Doctor. Uh, Doctor! (laughs) Doctor Gann. Hey, Doctor Gann. Everything all right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Life with Lucas was the best, but when he wasn't around, I missed him so much. It's that squirrel again. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel! So this film is based on a, um, a novel by, uh, by the same name, uh, and it is a absolute family-friendly dog goes missing and then has to try and make its way home yeah. kind of film. Uh, the obvious twist with this one is that uh, the dog has a running dialogue. Uh, a bit look who's talking, I suppose. Little, yeah, except like the dog doesn't talk to the humans in the world. Like it no, can't actually it's an, talk. It's sort of, you're just hearing its, it's thoughts. internal monologue. Yeah. Um, and the dog um, is voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard I spent the for in- some reason. <laughs> the entire trailer trying to guess who this voice was. Because again, <laughs> it's just sort of like generic female voice. And whoever's whoever's doing it, obviously we now learned that it was Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Didn't seem to be putting that much no, effort into no, it either. It's, it's, it's really generic in the sense of like, if you remember those like old made-for-TV Disney films, this is exactly that. Voiced by someone who just needed to go to a recording studio for a day, hammer out like a couple of pages of lines, and then leave, or collect their paycheck and then leave. Uh, and there's one thing about this particular trailer oh, that it got us. It really got us. <laughs> found pretty amusing. Uh, so the trailer goes for about two minutes thirty, pretty much your average length, and it starts off with like the dog talking about how. Um, her owner was the best in the world and they had such a great life and they did all these things together and this and that and then the dog goes missing uh, but it's, it's more than that it's he finds the puppy yep. they form a bond yep. he goes off to college yep. the puppy gets lost yep. the puppy has to uh, is, is found by some people next to a, a, a river yep. the puppy goes to the forest and fights some wolves with the help of a bobcat the puppy go, <laughs> the, the, the dog then goes and steals a steak from a barbecue yep. and then rescues a man from an avalanche yep. and then the final scene is the puppy finding its way home <laughs> and the owner turning around going it couldn't be I'm like this is the entire film from start to go from every it, it, is, it is literally a 10 second snippet yeah. right, of every single event it within hits, this entire film it hits every single beat that you would expect in a film of this type in just an ultra compressed way you do not need there's to see no this film there's no need to go and watch there's it there's no need to see this film <laughs> unless you like actually the one reason I want to see this film is that apparently Edward James almost is in it Somewhere. there's nowhere to be seen in the trailer that I can see I just want to see where he is and what role he's playing but aside from that there's no reason to see this film. I'm pretty sure, like, if you're if you listen to the audio just then, um, you'll probably get the idea. Yeah, of what exactly. The entire you'll get about. the scene. So, in a very different way, this film has approached the trailer of just going. We're just going to condense the entire film in. Yeah. So every week there's a, a, a new horror film, and occasionally yeah. we talk about them. Occasionally we watch them and go, "We've done enough <laughs> horror films recently." Uh, there was one this week, and this major selling point on that one mm. is just. We need a big jump scare at the end. Yeah. So we're not going to give away anything about the plot. We're not going to give... We'll give it like little hints about what the, the demonic possession style is. Yep. And we'll do a jump scare. Mm-hmm. And then you go and watch the film at the cinema and it's quite bad because <laughs> like it doesn't quite have that sort of condensed yeah. jump scare. Whereas that's a much better way of marketing a film. I reckon the <laughs> horror guys have got it down. Yep. They know how to make a scary trailer. Yep. This sickly sweet family friendly <laughs> puppy adventure is just like... you. I, I wasn't going to go watch the film and now I feel like I'm going to watch it even less because I've already seen it. Yeah. You took what should be 90 minutes, I mean, or 70 minutes or 65 or 60, yeah, whatever yeah. whatever you're going to go yeah, with yeah, those yeah, terrible yeah. films. And you've condensed it down very, very accurately yeah. into it's, a two exactly. minute and 30 second trailer. See, the thing is as well, if you go and see this film and it's any longer than two minutes 30, you're just going to think it's like dead weight. You're like, wasting your time. It's so inefficient to make it any longer than two minutes 30. <laughs> On to the last trailer for this week's episode, which is... Destroyer, starring Nicole Kidman, Sebastian Stan, and directed by Karen Kusama. 
I've spent my whole life scrapping. Jealous, hungry, scared. I wanna find something decent, something good. You can be better than me. Who is it? No ID, no idea. I know your whole story. Placing our agent undercover, she'll look right enough next to our guy. We accept the consequences. Yes. You love me. You know I do. This is a wild trailer. Yeah, it is. Really kind of a... I did not pick it was Nicole Kidman no. as well. From the original uh, visuals, she's very haggard and old. She looks like she's she gaunt. could be a, like a meth yeah. addict at that point. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if she go undergoes some sort of... Um, is, is it a flashback where suddenly she looks a lot younger? I think it's, I think it's sort of... The trailer sort of flashes backwards and forwards and sort of goes in between different um, time periods. Uh, and it sort of tracks her journey from uh, what seems to be, I guess she's a mother of some kind or she has a child. Uh, and it's then her sort of descent into the world of crime. I, th- I think uh, she's part of an elite task force, a drug enforcement task force. Yeah. She then goes undercover. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if she falls for one of the criminals or whether yep. she just pretends to, but she gets a little bit too deep into yeah. this uh, yeah. into this criminal underbelly. Yeah. And it is her world falling apart. It shows bits where her, she's like, my mind is fractured. I'm not sure who I am anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's... It's dark. It looks yeah. good. Um, again, one of the classic tropes of these movie trailers is just title cards with reviews of Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, Kidman gives one of the most stunning performances yeah. of her career. It'll take you to places you never thought Nicole Kidman yeah. could go. And apparently everyone's just raving about how yeah. good she is in this Nothing film. Nicole Kidman has done in her career can prepare you for Destroyer. That's a direct quote from a direct quote. That is a direct, direct quote. quote from some critic of some kind. Uh, and, and you know what? They could be right. Like This feels like the kind of film that's actually justified in having those kind of titles because it is wild i've never seen nicole kidman in a film like this acting like this before um she's doing the action chops she's got uh the crazy physical changes a la like christian bale for every film yeah. that he does uh and uh, yeah i don't want to toss around the whole Oscar nomination stuff, but uh, she. But this is the one. One thing that this trailer didn't do was actually say that she's an true, Academy yeah. Award winner. Yeah, they did all of the classic titles, yeah. um, praising her performance, but never yeah. once did they say starring yeah. Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and who was Sebastian Stan? Sebastian Stan, uh, who's from uh, Avengers, Bucky and I think from Avengers. Uh, yeah. His his big thing at the moment is a Netflix series called The Bodyguard, which everyone's oh, yeah. raving yep. about. So. Uh, I feel actually I feel bad for the other actors in this film though because the trailer only concerns itself with how good Nicole yeah. Kidman is. Everyone else is rubbish compared. Apparently, to her. they're no one else. There's no <laughs> other good roles. It's like they they, they they divided the script up. It's like Nicole Kidman got 97 pages, and the remaining three were given to the other couple of cast members. <laughs> they just yeah they they shot their bits in like a day and then just left the studio. That was it. Um, so yeah, go see that film later. That's called this Destroyer. Year. Destroyer, yeah. All right, those are the three trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. Let's go. Hey, 
let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. We have a kind of tongue-in-cheek, witty, uh, criminal, um, yeah. seedy underbelly. Yep, crime. Set in, set in an interesting geographic location. Yep. We have a sickly sweet family pet comedy. Uh, not comedy, but maybe adventure. Sure. Dra- I think it's a drama. Dramedy? Dramedy. Dramventure? Dreadventure. I think it's... M- <laughs> Sounds like a drug. Yeah, dreadventure. <laughs> I like it. Yep. And we have a needlessly dark, gritty. Uh, undercover cop, gritty yeah. um, tour de force from yep. an established yeah. actress. Yes. I believe this week it's your turn to choose the trailer. What have you got for us? I don't, oh, this is a weird one. This is a very, is very weird so, one. so, like, varied this week. There's such a wide gamut of films. I reckon we're going to go out on a limb here. Yep. We make two movies this week. Two movies. Okay. The first one is just a two-minute long video about a cat who gets lost and finds <laughs> their way home. Ah, uh, so you're saying, like, we, we don't shoot we don't shoot a film. We just shoot the trailer. We, we, we make... The, the, film the, film is the, tra- the film is the trailer. The film is the trailer. Yeah. The film is the trailer. It's okay. this, this avant-garde thing, and it's just to keep the, the family-friendly happy. <laughs> and what I really want to do is something with an underbelly drug sort of thing. So, um, like, interesting geographic it. location. Okay, maybe cool. maybe undercover. But it gets really dark in places. And then there's a weird, weird soundtrack in other places to let you know it's not so serious. And then it goes back to being super serious again. So, wait, hang on. Are you? You seem to be pulling from all. Well, I mean, the, there's not really a lot of difference between um, Cold Pursuit and Destroyer. It is very much tone, like, I guess. yeah, people losing themselves in a criminal uh, story yep. where they are seeking vengeance or yep. killing people. Except one of them has a fun sort of offbeat soundtrack yep. with kind of like upbeat sort of jazzy yep. music, yep. and the other one is just like ominous, nothing <laughs> droning Droning's, sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. of like the wind-slept deserts, and that is the, yep. the state of my mind. But apart from that, they're very similar subject matter, so I reckon we can find somewhere in between those two. Okay, cool. Can I add an addendum to that? Uh, in terms of this being a two-film thing, it needs to be a double-bill release oh, as well. Right. So you know how Pixar, Pixar do their the, like, the short, short at, the, at the front of the film, and then they have their main feature? We're going to do that too. All right. We're going to have our family-friendly cat adventure, comedy, drama, whatever, uh, at the start of the film. Dreadventure. Two minutes 30, get the kids all nice and happy, and then straight into whatever we end up making after that. Uh, oh, straight wow. into our like hardcore drama, uh, gritty crime. I like it. I, I also want to jam another word into Dradventure, if it's at all possible. Does the word pet fit in there? Like, cause there could be Petventure. Petventure? Petventure? Because to get the drama end of it, it's a Petventure. Yep, okay, I got Which that. is a, a pet a, adventure a, a drama. Pet, pet adventure drama, yep, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, do we, uh, do we need to work on the, the pet adventure nope. drama first? No? A okay. cat gets lost, it finds its way home. <laughs> Done. Two minutes. Uh, yeah, voiceover. We'll, we'll cast a voice for that yeah. and, and sort that out. Someone who just needs some money and wants to phone it in, that'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of the producers in our studio, <laughs> I assume. Uh, all right, so let's move on to like the main big feature, which is our intense yeah. film. Uh, where where are you going to go with this? Exactly. I think the um, Cold Pursuit is... I love the name, by the way. I, I don't It's a really good name. It's, it's a kind of name that we'd spend about 20 minutes coming up with and then be really happy with ourselves. It just needs to be geographically interesting. Yep. That's the only thing. All right. Can I throw a potential... Uh, an interesting little spanner into the works here? Okay. So let's link the two films together. Slightly, yes. Slightly. Are you saying same setting? Same, yeah. Same setting. Even the same world. 
All right. I, so even, like, I even like the idea of like halfway through this gritty crime thing, like yeah. a cat just like crosses the road. Yeah, yeah. As in, because it's part of that journey, right? It is, yeah. it is a one step long. It, it, we share a scene. Yeah, yeah. We share a scene between the <laughs> two of them. <laughs> like the, in our two minute 30 film, there's about a five second sequence where it suddenly just goes, the tone goes incredibly dark. Oh, no, I, I think, I think seen from a different perspective, a cat oh, crosses looks, the road yeah, looks fine. and there's flaming cars in the background. It's like, do, 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 do. And then when we see the same scene from the other perspective, it's just guys with like rail guns. Just, yeah, yeah. like drug yeah. raid get yeah, your hands exactly. yeah. cars exploding and then you kind of see just a cat <laughs> just running cat through it fast. so it's, it's the I think, same and thing and just like from very different. slightly in the background if you listen to it particularly in the 7.1 Dolby surround sound mix if you isolate one of the channels you can just hear the like plinky plonky soundtrack of that like <laughs> other film just really quietly as it goes past and then it disappears right uh, so yeah uh, so whatever the universe is that this cat film happens in is also the same universe like that it. our gritty like crime action drama happens in. Uh, so if we choose a setting, yes, um, yeah, we, we do it for both. So what's our setting going to be? I mean, Ooh. suburbia has kind of been there, done that. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? That's a good question. What about some sort of like idyllic island paradise? Island is paradise that? is a nice one. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose that you get a lot of that. Um, feel from the Mexican drug cartel kind of yep what I mean we've done this a couple of times where we've had to go through and try to find a something that's different something that's a underwater? little underwater underwater we haven't been underwater an underwater base of some kind like a utopian city <laughs> under the sea I think it's this is probably a little bit more grounded in reality okay. and grounded in actual crime it's true you where does actual crime happen <laughs> wherever you want really yeah what are the five basic land types in Magic the Gathering that's where I go to when I try and come up with it. you've there's, got forest there's forest you've there's mountain there's desert, desert. plains yep uh, <laughs> yeah, plain. can we do mountains mountains is, mountains is good interesting one yeah maybe we can do not really treading on the um the idea of uh, snow yep but maybe we do some sort of like Swiss Alpsy kind of mountain but yep. in the summertime where it's just kind of like pine oh, wood forest see I was going to go more towards like the Asia Pacific region for like Ooh. the mountainous regions because like you get that whole uh, that sort of the same kind of tropical Ooh. island feel we, we do like the, the golden triangle the point where yeah. um, Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam yeah, exactly. all meet there's actually like a lot of heroin trade going on yep. in there yep. there's nice sort of like uh river there's there's the jungly kind of feel yep. there's some some nice sort of like um isolated yep. uh uh limestone mountain yeah, yeah, ranges exactly. and islands i like it okay that's where we're yeah. going we're going to that's southeast going. asia and that's we could also cast some asian actors because we're very bad at that and i think the only time we've cast an asian actor was that uh, christmas special that we made um <laughs> with, from the, <laughs> with the singaporean the actors singaporean that i knew actor. from sitcoms great <laughs> yeah um anyway that's a that that'll be for later on. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do that um, now. Do we want to make it about drugs or is it going to be something more sinister? Ooh, or? interesting. Video piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's I, let, let's make it video piracy. Let's make it like maybe we do we set it um, a little bit in the past as well. Oh, right. so I was like, actually going to go slightly in the future, in the where, future? Okay. where information is worth more than... Um, I know I like the past. I, I actually just, really really like the did, like a mid-90s yeah. feel, pirated VHS tapes before the yeah, inter- yeah. before the internet came along oh, okay. and video piracy was so easy. Yep. This is actually sort of like bootleg, yes, mass-produced bootleg videos. It's a massive industry. I don't want to like immediately disregard that idea. I just want to push it slightly more forward. 
There's something kind of alluring about VHS. It has a kind of romanticized uh, look to it now. You know what doesn't have a romanticized look Laser to it? Laserdisc. Video CDs and super video <laughs> CDs. I dug one up the other day because I had one like left over from somewhere and I popped it into my drive and it still worked. It was like a bootleg copy of Spider-Man. It's terrible. Like it's, it's almost unwatchable in terms of the quality but it's, know, like, it's like this is what we were using back in like the early 2000s and the you know, early to mid 2000s is like our primo piracy <laughs> method of choice i think what we have to do then is like destroyer yeah how it jumps around in time yeah this is the evolution yes. of video piracy perfect throughout the 90s throughout video disc yep. and then the invention <laughs> of the internet yep. and sort of then it doesn't become uh, can we sell the videos? It's like, can we get leaked versions before the cinemas get yep, their versions? Yep. The so it's, and, it's yeah. yeah, it's 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 the one uh, character's journey through this world <laughs> of video piracy. Can, can we make this character kind of like the kingpin of uh, of video piracy? So I, in the same way that like Scarface was the you know that that sort of like one man uh, who was the absolute leader of the uh, heroin trade or whatever, yeah, cocaine. cocaine trade. Sorry. We have like a central character in our film who is just like the absolute master of video piracy and is always on the forefront of like piracy methods. Okay. To like release into the market. I like that character. I don't think they're the main character. Okay. You know what I think we do? Yep. I just finished reading Heart of Darkness, (laughs) which is essentially the story of Apocalypse Now, which is set in Southeast Asia. Yes. And I reckon we have that Marlon Brando type (laughs) character who has has got into the the video piracy world and has kind of lost their mind. That's what we take from Destroyer as well. So like the Nicole Kidman character who's sort of um, gotten into that. So they they started from a place of innocence in the same way that Marlon Brando was just a soldier or a colonel. Um, And then gets lost in a, like, twisted tale of madness as the uh, allure of video piracy sort of takes over their yeah. mind and they just become, like, this new this new character yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But I think because we are jumping back and forth, maybe they are the protagonist in the mid-90s. Yes, yes. And then they are the villain in the, the late 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, like, we can actually have this, you know, um, young Marlon Brando to old Marlon Brando sort of transition of this character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of want to cast this person now, though. Uh, right, Because okay. I think, like, the entire film's kind of, like, hinging on this. Do yeah. something that we don't normally do this yes. early as well? Yep. Can I costume this character as well? <laughs> yes, you can. Because they are definitely wearing a white suit <laughs> with, a, like, a bleached straw yeah, white yep. fedora yes. and, a, and a red shirt. Yep. And they might maybe have an English accent and yep. they've come into Southeast Asia okay. not really knowing what's going on and yes, they get caught yes, up yes, in yes, this yes, whole yes. atmosphere. I see Anthony Hopkins in that role. Ooh. Uh, we'll probably have to CGI him for the early like maybe maybe we actually just do i'd rather not i'd rather not cgi him i just want to do we'll cast a a person as a A young lookalike a young anthony hopkins oh man now you've backed us into a corner exactly but i I kind of like um we have we cast eddie redmayne recently not recently i reckon he could do a young anthony hopkins possibly okay I can um, see that. Yeah, so so the the young version of him, he ages quite drastically <laughs> over the course of the mid nineties to the but late. That's 2000s. what happens. That's what video piracy yeah, does to you. you in know the same way that, like, if you start sampling your own product uh, in, in the what drug happens world, to a videotape when you make a copy of a copy of a copy, uh, yeah, it starts it becoming degrades. more staticky. It yeah. grades. You get the the lines <laughs> through it. The audio goes out of sync. Yeah, this is yeah, this yeah. is what happens to yeah. people he when starts, they immerse themselves he in this world. Sa- sampling his own product, like that's what happens. He like. He starts watching all these films, all these TV shows that are coming in, and because he's just there 24-7 consuming media, it just sort of eats away at his body. So he ages, let's say, like, the film's in a, a span of what, like... Um, 25 years? 25 years? That seems a bit long, maybe 
15. Well, 1995 through to... That actually takes it way too long, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's go 1992 through yep. to 2018. 18. That's oh, to current day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? And sure. that's... that's Because uh, like maybe maybe the, the end of the film is Netflix just destroying the, the video piracy that's industry. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> thank you, Netflix. <laughs> I like... This is... I feel like what we've made here is almost like a very long version of those like piracy warning messages. <laughs> you at the wouldn't start steal like, a hat. Exactly. You wouldn't steal a car. Why would and you then, steal like, a movie? In our film, Netflix is like the savior at the end that like yeah. rescues the entire maybe, film. Maybe maybe our, our young female undercover cop who comes in in the yep. early two thousands yep. is is a video piracy enforcement officer from, yeah, from yeah. A, a service like yep. like Netflix. Yeah, exactly. And get you know get Big Brother Netflix to. <laughs> Finance Mephisto Wooda with a bit of their um their big budget dough. Yeah, exactly. Have you scrolled through that recently? The number of originals that they are pumping I know. out. I thought us putting out a movie every single week yeah. would be enough to keep up, but they're just they're just steamrolling yeah, the market. They'll, they'll go through and there'll be like seven new releases every day. I'm just like, I can't. Who's going to watch all this? Yeah. You know who is going to watch it? Our central character Anthony Hopkins is going to be sitting <laughs> in his bunker. Actually, like I think that's how the film ends as well. Like he gets arrested, thrown into jail, and then the end frame is just him watching Netflix. Yeah, and then just sort of like entranced by it, and then that's it. The end. The movie ends there. Um, so right. if we've cast Anthony Hopkins as the older version yep. and Eddie Redmayne as the younger version, yep. there is a modern day protagonist, undercover yep. female cop. Yep, uh, cops a loose word. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's like video piracy enforcement officer, um, but we'll just say cop for short. Yep. Uh, who's who's that? Because uh, I like I, again. I always every week. I'm sure I suggest it every week. Yep. But Emma Stone. Um, no, let's go instead for. But she she plays a very convincing convincing half Asian person. <laughs> God. Uh, I was going to say um, Eddie Redmayne's uh, co-star, Felicity, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I think, I think that's a, that's a good casting. Yeah. I feel like Emma Stone is too. Can we at least dye Felicity Jones's hair red? Red. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I <laughs> just right, feel like okay. Emma Stone gets like, is too bubbly and her eyes are too big. She looks too, <laughs> she, she looks too like innocent for this world of like, intense All piracy right, okay. and i think that like maybe felicity jones just has that kind of like and a bit more of an edge to it that edge yeah where you can sort of see her like maybe she'll just snap it in and yeah when there's the- a couple of shots in um, destroyer of nicole kibben looking down the barrel of the gun as yeah. she kills people and yeah. stomping on people's faces <laughs> i can probably see yeah, yeah. felicity jones doing that a little bit more yep. than uh yep. than old old mate uh emma <laughs> Stone. so that's yeah, all right yeah. all right so this is what we need to do now so we need to somehow justify the amount of violence in this film because at the moment we've got this great concept of like video piracy video this but like generally when you think of video piracy you do not think of like gunfire death violence oh, explosions. You, you'd be surprised well, i would be surprised <laughs> surprise me please just uh, like you're saying like uh guns explosions <laughs> that that you know celluloid is very highly flammable <laughs> so like that'll go up in flames when you burn things down <laughs> there's there's molotov cocktails being thrown through windows to destroy yeah. people's supplies but they made it of like spooled tape Exactly. How do you think it gets smuggled from country to country? Like, you've got to get a roll yeah, tape yeah, yep, up and yep. hide it inside. I don't know what you'd hide it inside, but we'll, we'll do our research and find uh, out. You hide it inside another tape, of a, like, a, like a home video tape or something. Um, yeah, I, I, okay. I just want to figure out, like, some justifications for the violence in this. It's the money. It's the money. There it's is, purely it is, the money. It's a big industry. This is this is where all organized com- crime yep. comes from. Yep. Uh, you pick a big industry that generates a lot of money. Yep. And, you know, hey, we want a bit of the money. We yep. want a little bit of, you know. I think, you know what we can do? I think we make this a little bit more sinister. And because we don't want to throw 
any good press at Netflix's way because they're a direct competitor to us. I say we subtly sow the seeds that Netflix stole the idea of what this person was doing as a distribution method and tried to legalize it. Ooh. So, like, let's say that our uh, Anthony Hopkins is dealing with pirated films, is dealing with, like, uh, you know, initially pirated tapes, then video CDs and so on and so forth. But his method of distributing, uh, distributing it in the world is kind of the precursor to Netflix. Because Netflix originally started out as a DVD mailing service Indeed where you would order, order the thing online and they would send you the DVD in exactly. the mail. What better way of distributing pirated content is yeah. just sending discs through in the, the mail. mail? Exactly. So Netflix, you're saying Netflix... This is not a... We're not going to get the money no, from no. them. This is actually like a a, yeah. a, 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 a smear campaign. And you know what? This, okay, this is how this is what happens. Netflix sends their representative, their anti-piracy representative, played by Felicity Jones. Um, but as the film progresses, Felicity Jones starts getting clued into the fact that Netflix has an ulterior motive, right. which is to steal the idea for distribution of, uh, of movies from anthony hopkins character right and as a result of it she starts getting disillusioned with the whole what am i doing here what do i represent these days yeah because because uh, while he started out like physically copying yeah where the vhs's and distributing them yeah over time he's become um he's become the leading edge yeah in the digital distribution he's got yeah. his finger on the pulse of the internet exactly and netflix is like we're, we're in this mailing system how do we get some sort of online platform exactly that's um that this guy has created over over the course of his lifespan exactly so like yeah netflix is just like oh no in from a public point of view they're like we are here to stamp out piracy because it hurts hollywood studios really their motive is we need to rob this guy out he's a competitor and we need to steal his idea so that we can take it over the world with our own version of it which will be legal can we do what the Coen brothers did at the start of Fargo and say that it's uh, based on true events, even <laughs> yes, though it's like yes, not we very, can. and then like, you know, get into a prolonged <laughs> legal battle with Netflix. We, 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 but, we won't but the, the, you know, the, the damage has been done by then. People are like, hey, you dirty Netflix stealing <laughs> an idea from sweet old man Anthony Hopkins yeah, 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 in yep. the Golden Triangle in Southeast <laughs> yeah, Asia. I think we should make, I think, again, this is going to be a great film of twists because I think initially when you, when the film starts, you think anthony hopkins is like an evil person exactly that he is corrupted and he is like money grabbing and he is just like the worst kind of person where violence is happening and he's not doing anything about it as the film goes on though you start changing your opinion yeah of it because he's just doing it for the love of films exactly he's just doing it because there is no system available and yeah. the the stranglehold that hollywood has on the film distribution industry needs to be shaken up he's just doing his little bit from his bunker in Cambodia or wherever it is. So this is how it, it happens. Felicity Jones comes along. She meets him. She yep. infiltrates his world. Yep. And as through a series of flashbacks, we then go back to Eddie Redmayne and his yeah, yeah. journey through the the, video, <laughs> the history of video piracy. <laughs> yep. Um. She gradually comes around yep. and she's suddenly on his side. How do we end the film? Because oh. I, I, I had this, like, I don't, I don't rem- really remember how Apocalypse Now ends. I think they strangle... Um, Marlon Pranto. Uh, uh, I have a, a, an image of um, Felicity Jones with yep. a gun to yep. uh, Anthony Hopkins' head, and yeah. Anthony Hopkins yep. gives his final monologue about this is just for the love of film, and yep. um, this distribution platform is supposed to be free. It's yep. supposed to be for everyone. Yep. And she's just like, "That's how I think it needs to end." So she kills him, but it's a moment of like the Netflix representatives are saying, "Do it, kill him. He's evil." Yada yada yada. She's having an absolute crisis of like, "What do I do?" Mm. And in through tears and through like a, a sheer uh, struggle, she shoots and kills him. But then the film ends with just her in tears, like unable to comprehend what she's just done. 
while the Netflix agents go through and clean out the place just in the background. Yeah. And it ends just like on that really like somber, um, dark, kind of sad note as well. Yeah. Just to like, yeah. And then the kitten. And the, 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 there's definitely a that's, couple of moments where like there's there's like a rickshaw that goes past and the kitten's sitting on the rickshaw because that's part of the, the two minute adventure that they have. Oh no, there's a, a, a python, like a giant tree python that the uh, the kitten befriends and yeah, you see yeah, that yeah. at some point as well. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's not just one moment in the film that the kitten appears. It needs no. to, anytime we have, like, because the film is going to be super dark. Yes. So we just need to add that little moment of levity, but just like throwing the kitten in the background there and just like making reference to this two minute 30 adventure adventure you saw at the start of the film um yeah i like i like this this is this is wild it's dark it's it's dank and we need to get we need to get someone in who can write really interesting character interactions yep because it's like we can't it can't be too expositional yep it has to be just like a series of moments again i wanted to compare this to uh a a film where there's good character interactions like what's that silence of the lambs which is essentially (laughs) anthony hopkins and uh jodie foster and they have these really great character interactions uh who wrote the script for that because i reckon we just get them in Demi was the director of that film. I'm not sure who wrote the screenplay. Because it's based on a Thomas Harris Thomas Harris book. wrote the novel. Uh, let me just contact the Academy. Again, we're contacting the Academy for a genuine film question. So, Silence of the Lambs, the screenplay was written by Ted Talley. Good work, Ted Talley. You so, now have a job. You're writing our film. <laughs> All right, You're great. on board. Now, Ted Talley, I need, to, uh, I need to inform you that we do need... In the past, when we're focusing on the Eddie Redmayne version of Anthony Hopkins, yes, um, we do need that uh, initial scene that sort of kickstarts his entry into that world. You know how, like in uh, Last Crusade, um, the sort of Indiana Jones prototype hands Indy the hat, the hat, yes, and that's kind of like the the birth point of the Indiana Jones character. What is Eddie Redmayne slash Anthony Hopkins? You know what I think it should be? Yep. There is a character who has been in and around Southeast Asia in the 80s yep. bootlegging cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the handover is that the Walkman with the soundtrack. Yep. And while the future stuff is all dark and gritty and yep. shots to the head and people yeah, yeah. dying, we score the flashbacks with like a Duran Duran, <laughs> uh, Duran yeah, Duran yeah. Uh, uh, bootleg cassette tape yep. and it's the handing over of yep. the Walkman and um, young Eddie Redmayne has always got that headphones on yep. as he goes through yep. and it's something that he keeps with him the, the entire time. Perfect. I love it. Uh, uh, Matt, should the... Um should if he's handed it, maybe it should be because the person that's handing it to him is dying. Yeah. So maybe a sh- a shadowy agent has just killed the original sort of piracy king yeah. or queen. You know what we can then do? I was just I was thinking the whole way through. How do we do a sequel or a prequel to this? <laughs> yeah. But we do the prequel yeah. with that character. Yep. And it's the same story except iTunes <laughs> is the people that are coming in to destroy the illegal yeah, bootleg yeah, CD yeah, exactly. industry. <laughs> and then we'll also do a similar like family-friendly two-minute thirty adventure film at the start yeah. and reference it throughout the film. Yeah. All right, I love this. This is just absolutely bang on perfect. Uh, the last thing we do need, of course, is a name for this film. Always. Uh, what are we going to call it? So we're dealing with bootlegging, we're digging, uh, dealing with piracy, illegal copying, um, we're dealing with those anti-piracy ads at the start yeah. of DVDs, and we're dealing with legacy, we're dealing with um, uh, undercover agents and mm. sleeper agents and all that kind of stuff. What are we going to call it? And I think, you know what? I think it needs to be something like um, 
you know how reel to reel was like a recording method of, yes. sort of transferring um, audio or whatever from one reel to another? It's got to be something like that. It's got to reference the whole like copying a VHS aesthetic or uh, burning a video CD aesthetic. What if we call... So, you know, on VHS, I know we're not... I mean, we still are dealing with VHS in this film because we're dealing with the early days of it. But you know how VHSs have that black tab on the top oh, of yeah? them where uh, if you break that, you can't, uh, re- you you can't, can't record can't, over it. But you can put a piece of electrical tape. Yeah. I think we need to reference that. So maybe if we call it like black tab. Black tab's not bad. I quite like that. Yeah. It has that, like the black tab is kind yeah. of like tabbing, like putting tabs on someone is following yep. them. Yep. The black dark sort of seediness yep. to it. Yep. Um, and the, the, uh, Felicity Jones's descent into madness and blackness and, and yeah. darkness. And you know what else? Yep. Black, black tabby cat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, all, it all works in. It works. That's it. We call the, the, the one at the start is also called Black Tab and it's about a black tabby cat. Yep. And then it follows into the next film which is also called that is Black so, Tab. So perfect. <laughs> so serendipitously perfect. I don't know how we stumbled onto that I one. I have no idea. And I think that's a wrap. I think you're right. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mephizawadada, the digital distribution platform of choice if you're looking for films that we've made. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues as to the trailers we've watched in upcoming episodes. I have an easy wig. <laughs> you do, uh, actually. Yeah, every uh, Cold Pursuit, A Dog's Way Home, Destroyer, all of them can be translated uh, emoji to anagrams. <laughs> you know what so. the challenge is for A Dog's Way Home? Can you do the entire trailer film in emoji form? That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Two minutes and 30 seconds summarized yeah, exactly. into, into emojis. Boy, dog, home, <laughs> lost, wolf, wolf, bobcat, avalanche, yep, um, steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to listen to this podcast on a service that's different to the one you're currently listening to it on, we are on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and pretty much any other place that you get podcasts Also directly from, from the moviefilmstudios.net website. Yes, exactly. Uh, you can go there if you want and look at pictures of the films that we've made fun of, I guess. <laughs> There's a little bit of added extra visual incentive there. And our pictures are on there too, which is always nice to look at. And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you all again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.